Today on Building the Bakken. I'd be remiss if I didn't comment on something that I don't think has gotten much attention in relation to the Castleton incident, and that is uh, the involvement of Burlington Northern in the response side of this. I was born in Argentina, uh, European background, uh, Gustavo Zerner is the last name. Done business in uh, five or six countries in the region in South America, and then I moved to Canada to look into export opportunities when Canada had just signed the agreement with the US and Mexico, NAFTA and Williston and Tioga and Stanley see all the new construction. I mean, it's just obvious it's going to take a lot more power uh, already and, and much more in the coming years. Our best projections is are that in the next few years, we could need two to 3,000 megawatts more power up there. And uh, it's an enormous amount. We don't know where that's going to come. From the epicenter of the nation's economy, North Dakota. Crude oil, 100 million years in the making. This was brought out of the ground about three days ago. It's just now seeing the light of day for the first time in 100 million years. The Bakken Formation is transforming the way people live and do business. I work in the oil field up in the Kildare Mountain. It is snowing, been snowing here for about an hour to hour and a half. Visibility is quarter to a half a mile. Each week, host Jason Spies leads headline making interviews with industry voices and oil field newsmakers. With that, I bring in Senator Thune from Washington, D.C., Senator of South Dakota. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, Jason. Good to be with you. Building the Bakken is about the people, the culture, and the community. I sleep in the back of my Dodge Ram pickup. Yeah, nine days, out there 24-7, no shower, you know, no anything. The host of Building the Bakken, Jason Spies. If you like fine wine, you love fine oil. Welcome to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. Building the Bakken is a news magazine program dedicated to informing and educating about what it's like living and doing business out in the Bakken oil fields. Building the Bakken can be heard every week at this time on this radio station. To see if a radio station in your listening area carries Building the Bakken, visit our website at buildingthebakken.com. In addition to being the host of Building the Bakken, I'm also a featured Bakken writer for a number of publications across the Upper Midwest. The Bakken Breakout Weekly, a weekly oil and gas publication distributed and published by the Bismarck Tribune, or The Drill, an oil publication distributed by the Dickinson Press, the Bakken Oil Business Journal, and the Bakken Breakout Magazine are several magazines and newspapers where you can find the Building the Bakken column. I invite you folks to pick up a copy of any one of those publications that's the Bakken Breakout Weekly, The Drill, the Bakken Breakout Magazine, or the Bakken Oil Business Journal. And those can be found across the Bakken oil field or if you visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. Each one of those publications are linked up and you can access their websites for more Bakken news and information. I also want to remind you folks to subscribe to our newsletter. Our newsletter includes this radio program, as well as other Bakken news and information, and it's all original, fresh Bakken news. That's the Building the Bakken newsletter. Sign up on our homepage on our website at buildingthebakken.com. On today's program of Building the Bakken, we talk with Randy Chrisman, North Dakota Public Service Commissioner. We talk with the first responders of the Castleton derailment, Ken Pollock, Cass County Commissioner, Captain Rick Majerus of the Cass County Sheriff's Office, Dave Rognes, Emergency Manager, Fire Chief Tim McLean of Castleton, and the Fargo Fire Chief Steve Dirksen talk about 
the Castleton derailment, dinosaurs within the Bakken oil field. We'll talk with Amanda Persons from Beaver Creek Archaeology about that. And Gustavo Zentner, he's with the Canadian Manufacturers and Exports. All that, plus much more, on today's episode of Building the Bakken. But first, a word from our sponsors. It's been 18 years since I've been back home. I don't know if these arms are open. If the door slams shut, I'll fall down and die. I've got something in my eye. As the Black Hills becomes busier with oil and gas professionals, researching the Tyler or traveling through to the Bakken, I'd like you folks to remember the recipient of the 2013 TripAdvisor Certificate of Excellence Award, the Super 8 in Spearfish, South Dakota. That's where I stay when I go to the Black Hills. Quick, easy access to Deadwood, Belfouche, and Rapid City. The Super 8 in Spearfish, South Dakota has a retractable roof over their pool and hot tub area. The retractable roof is a one of a kind for this region. Comfortable beds, friendly staff, and a free breakfast with Wi-Fi. The Super 8 in Spearfish, South Dakota also accommodates to RV parking, business and family friendly. For more information on the Super 8 of Spearfish, South Dakota, call 605-642-4721. That's 605-642-4721. Or visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. We have their information linked up. That's the Super 8 in Spearfish, South Dakota. Welcome back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. In this segment, we talk with North Dakota Public Service Commissioner Randy Chrisman. And this is North Dakota Public Service Commissioner Randy Chrisman. Randy Christman, Public Service Commissioner. See, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, first off, about uh, just siting on tribal land. We're doing a little bit uh, of uh, some tribal uh, BLM talk, and uh, I'm not really sure where the Public Service Commission plays into that, because that's a federal deal, but you're a state, but you guys have to play together, don't you? It is a federal deal, and, and basically we cite things. We, we give approval or deny approval based on where the company wants to build. And it's been my experience, and, and I don't know exactly what the, the roadblocks are that they experience, but for my part, we don't get applications crossing tribal land. They, they tend to avoid it, and, and so those are the applications that come to us uh, off tribal land. I wanted to ask you a question, which is uh, some rumors I've been hearing about, uh, well, water shortage, but that's not really under your jurisdiction, but I'm hearing something like energy shortage out west, and which is kind of uh, uh, laughable at first, but the more I dig into it, there's a lot of activity going on out there in western North Dakota. What's really happening? It is really true, and it is a, a huge deal, something I'm really worried about. When, when you drive up through towns like uh, Kildare and Watford City and Williston and Tioga and Stanley, see all the new construction, I mean, it's just obvious it's going to take a lot more power uh, already and, and much more in the coming years. Our best projections is, are that in the next few years, we could need two to 3,000 megawatts more power up there. And uh, it's an enormous amount. We don't know where that's going to come from. In my opinion, we cannot continue to build uh, electric generation infrastructure based on wind turbines, solar panels, and 
natural gas peaking plants. We need some good, solid, dependable, affordable baseload generation built, and there hasn't been any built in 30 years around here. Let's go back to your home country. You're from coal country. What you just said made me think of coal right away because coal's under a lot of uh, public relations nightmares right now from a different uh, variety of groups, but they power so much of North Dakota. Uh, apply what you just told me about the energy situation and uh, what I just said about coal. Well, you're right. Um, I, I come from a, a spot that's probably within 40 miles of all the coal uh, mining within the state of North Dakota. Uh, it's a great source of energy. Unfortunately, um, opening a new coal plant, the Obama administration has, has pretty much made that impossible right now. Uh, significant changes out of Washington, D.C. would have to occur to, for that to happen. So really almost the only baseload option right now is maybe expansions in existing plants or uh, like a combined cycle natural gas plant. But we really need to do something. Now, one key to solving the, the crisis, or not, it doesn't really solve it, but it gives us a little more time, is uh, construction of, of Basin Electric's proposed power line that'll go from Beulah um, over to Grassy Butte and up to Williston and then loop back to Tioga eventually. And uh, th that's going to do a lot to, to buy us time to build more generation. Didn't you just uh, do something with that yesterday or this week with uh, that Basin power line you just mentioned? I thought I saw something on the Google News about it. We, we did uh, after... After uh, we had our field hearings on it last fall, several of them out in the areas most affected, took a lot of uh, public. And that was North Dakota Public Service Commissioner Randy Chrisman. To listen to the entire interview, visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. Well, it's been 18 years since I've been back home. I don't know if these arms are open, if the door slams shut, I'll fall down and die.